Welcome to the Nittany and Badger at Big Ten Football Podcast. In today's episode, we will recap some of the bigger games of this past Saturday. Week 2 results provided a shakeup in this week's power rankings, so we'll discuss, and we'll give a brief preview of Week 3 in the Big Ten. Let's get right to it. Hey, welcome into the Nittany and Badger uh, Big Ten Football Podcast. I'm Shane Lunnan, your host, joined by my co-host this evening, Corey Heineman. How are you doing tonight, Corey? Uh, could be better. How about you? Ah, not bad after this weekend of football, but I we'll get into why you're not feeling so good. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so yeah, let's get right into it. We'll talk about our teams first, uh, Wisconsin and Penn State, and then we'll go around the uh, conference and talk about a few other games. So let's first start talking about uh, Washington State and Wisconsin. Uh, Washington State Cougars won seventeen fourteen in Madison. Uh, Corey, you want to start us off? What happened in this game? Uh, I'm not even really sure where to start. Uh, just very conservative play calling. And I don't know, the actual quarterback play, which we were worried about for the most of the season with Mertz, uh, wasn't too bad. He looked all right. Receivers couldn't really catch. So that definitely did not help. Braylon Allen. He was all right. The offensive line was pretty poor on opening up any holes for him. So he was just under five yards to carry, which not ideal, but he didn't look too bad. Wasted a lot of carries, a lot of important carries with Ches Malusi. Uh, I don't know if they're just because this guy came from Clemson that they think he's worth anything, but he's not. And we should probably stop giving that guy the ball. Uh Defense was all right. I mean, they gave up 17 points to Washington State, so not ideal. But then when we needed some stops at the end of the game, they came up short. So it's just a pretty pathetic showing all around, I guess. I don't know what you thought of it. Uh, yeah, when I was watching, uh, I kind of had the same thoughts as you. I thought they lost the trenches a little bit. They just didn't look as good and dominant as they usually do, especially on the offensive line. Uh, they're usually – Wisconsin's known. I mean, when, when's the last time they've had a poor offensive line? Uh, I can't think of any year. And, yeah, uh, and the guys they have there are still four and five star guys. Like it's basically the their best recruits are always offensive linemen, but they're just not performing right now. Yeah, yeah. It was just you know overall poor showing, as you said. And I mean, they outgained the Cougars four hundred one to two fifty three. I uh, you you do that you got to put the points up on the scoreboard and they just couldn't complete drives. Um, that was a, yeah, problem. It was a lot. It was a lot like that game against Penn state last year where we get in the red zone and turn it over and just couldn't put points on the board. Couldn't make a field goal to save our life. Yeah. Yeah. Three turnovers. They had, uh, the Cougars had three turnovers also, but you get, you guys couldn't capitalize on it. Yeah. And Mertz, yeah. You, you came back, you said Mertz. Uh, Mertz is not the not at fault for once, you know. he I think he had an interception, but he did have two touchdowns that looked pretty good. And But, yeah, the rest of the team didn't perform around him. And Braylon Allen was okay, but, they, yeah, the offensive line, I think, is where the, where the problems really were. They couldn't get anything sustainable going uh, for most of the game. And the defense just couldn't come up with the stops at the end that they needed to to try to hold on to a, you know, a, a low scoring victory so yeah uh what do you what do you think like what happens from here how do they go from here and 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 what do they need to correct 
I mean, so obviously we'll probably get to it later. The news of Scott Frost being fired. Uh, Jim, I saw on a few sites, Jim Leonard's name getting thrown around as a candidate for the Nebraska head coaching job. So I think from here, I don't really want to say this, but because he doesn't deserve to be fired, but I think that Barry's going to have to make a huge decision here. And I think the correct decision would be to part ways with Chris and Ooh. hand it over to Leonard. Just to keep Leonard because he's, you think he needs to be that coach. and um, That, and if you look at the results of Chris in the last five years, I mean, he hasn't been that great. I think they're like, I don't remember, 32 and 17 or something like that. And when he first started out, they went like 32 and 7 in their first 39 games. So they've kind of been stagnant. I mean, eight and four is basically seems like Chris ceiling ever since 2017. So I don't know. I think the combination of that and keeping Leonard, uh, they probably should make the move. I don't know if they will. Like I said, Chris isn't bad. Enough. He doesn't deserve to get fired. But sometimes in business and sports, you have to, you don't get what you deserve. And, they just need to make the right move. Yeah. I I mean, I didn't even think about that as a possibility until talking to you, but um I mean you're you're right. I mean what their last Big Ten title was twenty twelve. Or yeah, they won the first two yeah. championship games, I thought. Or no, maybe Michigan State won one in there. I'd have to check the stats on that. But it, yeah. it's been a while, and they've been in other championship games where they've come up short. I mean, they lost to Ohio State twice. They lost to Penn State. Um, yeah, short is an understatement in the one Ohio State game. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a blowout. But, yeah, uh, maybe he's just not the answer anymore, and, and it isn't that he deserves to get fired. He hasn't done anything terribly wrong, but Jim Leonard is a good – assistant and if they think they might lose him and they want to keep him and maybe it would change the direction of the program maybe they'll make a change i don't i don't know i yeah the program's in a good spot i mean if if the leonard situation wasn't there there wouldn't be any talk about it at all but it is i mean getting eight or nine wins a season is not going to really take you to the playoffs you know it's not really going to win you a national title so if that's yeah. really where they want to go they yeah. have to make a change yeah they might and yeah eight or nine wins you're not even going to get into a 12 expanded field there with that it's gonna you're right uh yeah that's something to keep an eye on definitely something yeah, to keep an eye on. you're right they won in 2011 and 2012 back to back the first two big 10 championship games okay and that was it yeah, they've been there. Blown chances since then. Yeah, I mean, they had Penn State on the ropes in 2016. They blew that in the second half. Uh, Ohio State, I think, were both of those championship games close? Or um, One of them was close in 2017. That was Chris' last good year. Okay. We lost 27-21. And uh, when we went back again in 2019, we lost by 13, 21-34. Okay. So that one wasn't that close, but yeah, 
Well, something to keep an eye on, like you said, and we'll talk about the Scott Frost situation here in a little bit. Um, yeah, so I but, think that's where they need to go in the future. But assuming they don't do that, I don't know. They just need to get a little bit more aggressive with their play calling, both sides of the ball. And they need to fix their special teams issues big time. Mm-hmm. So are you have you seen this elsewhere as a thing, or is it just kind of something you'd you know think might have to be done but but are there other is it picking up steam in the fan base from what you've seen or is it just still early enough in what's going on with the frost situation um so i've seen on like some legit websites where uh leonard's being considered uh, but i've only seen the uh kind of a little bit of the fan base on reddit kind of talking about how it's time for Chris to go just so we can keep Leonard. So I'm not sure how much traction it really has, but I think it's the right move. Mm. Well, definitely something to keep an eye on. We'll be, uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about the situation as the season progresses. All right. Um, next let's talk about Penn state and Ohio. Uh, good, good win, solid win. I know it's just Ohio, but uh, to get some things off, you know, the check off the boxes that Penn state's been trying to do for a while. Uh, they got the run game going. Finally, Nick Singleton had 10 carries 179 yards and two touchdowns. Um, he had three runs of 40 plus yards in the game alone. And it had been in the last 23 games, Penn state running backs had one such run. <laughs> so he did, <laughs> he did three in one, in one game. So it looks like he's the, the number one guy moving forward, James Franklin wasn't committing to that because he did his typical coach speak after, you know, um, after the game. But uh, I think the fans know that, that he has to get more carries going forward. He only had 10 in this game, but he's got to be the workhorse. He looks like he's ready for prime time. Drew Allar, uh, he was the, you know, he's the backup quarterback and the, the crowd cheered when he came into the game. And I think it's the first time I've ever heard that for like a backup quarterback. Uh, very loud. I mean, audible over in, in the TV. Like they were, the fan base is ready for this, to see what this kid can do. And he certainly hasn't disappointed um, in the first couple times, you know, he's he's been out there. So I think they the future is bright for them. The freshmen, they have a lot of freshmen. Freshmen contributed to over 400 uh, of their 570 yards that they had in total. So I, I think they have a lot of good pieces there. They're young, but they have you know, a lot of talent. So I know it's just Ohio. I want to see what they can do against tougher competition. But for right now they had a pretty good, pretty good game to get the run run game going. Um, And a, a pretty good game overall. Like to see some better, you know, last week they only allowed one sack. Uh, and then this week they came back and they allowed five. So I, they got to get more consistent on the offensive line. That's just like, it seems to be at the top of the list every week with them. It's their offensive line play. It just has to be more consistent and they're not going to run down teams. They're not going to get, they're not going to be that run team that pounds the ball four or five yards, each clip and stuff like that. They're going to look for these splash plays like Singleton had. Um, and if that's how they're going to run the game, that's how they're going to do it. And, and they're going to run on the explosive plays. And that's, if it's working, then don't go away from it. So. Yeah, that looks pretty solid. Like like you said, it's Ohio, so you can't really read too much into it. They, just watching the game, you could clearly tell that Penn State had better athlete at basically every position. So it's kind of hard to judge from that. 
kind of uh, advantage on how good they're really going to be. But, but yeah, they look solid all around. Yeah, I mean, you could say that about a lot of the teams this weekend. A lot of the Big Ten was playing overmatched FCS or lower end group of five yeah. teams. So it's, uh, it, yeah, it's hard to say overall how they're going to be. But, um, it's it, you know, 2 0 start. They have a solid win on the road and they're going to be tested next week when they go down to Auburn. And we'll talk a little bit about more of that later. Um, but yeah, overall, good game. I think, uh, I think. I, I, it was good to finally see that run game going. That was my biggest takeaway is they finally got that run game going and Singleton should be the number one guy moving forward. If they don't, yeah. if they, if they, I, I think they'll still split the carries cause they have a lot of guys there, but Singleton has certainly earned after that performance. I don't care who it's against. If you run for nearly 200 yards, you're, you should be, you should be the number one guy going. Yeah, at minimum next week. And oh, then yeah. go go from there. If he's still looking good, feed the hot hand. Absolutely. Yeah, and Franklin has said that. He said feed the hot hand. We're, you know, we don't have – coming out of camp, they didn't have anybody. But if they have a hot hand, somebody going to get hot, they're going to get them more carries. So I think Singleton at least separated himself, for, at least for this week. And he'll he'll be the starter uh, um, in next week's game at, at Auburn. All right. So that's it for the R2 games. Um uh, so we're going to move on to the rest of the conference for now. Uh, Iowa, Iowa State. The Cyclones won 10-7, to another low-scoring game. Iowa actually got a touchdown this week, so good for them. Uh, and early but, on, too. I thought, uh, yeah. thought that was maybe a sign of things to come, but yep. uh, it was not. No. Yeah, they just um, – their offense. I, I don't, <laughs> it's like what we were saying last week. I don't know what else to say that we haven't already said about their offense. It's just so terrible. I don't know what more they can do. Uh, Petrus was 12 for 26, 92 yards. He had an interception. No, uh, no touchdowns. Uh, the touchdown actually came from um, uh, LeSean Williams. He had, but he only had 14 carries for 34 yards. Uh, you know, the just Iowa, you think of they could, you know, ground and pound. As I said, Penn State's not going to be that team. Iowa is usually that team. They're going to sit there and just run the ball, run the ball constantly down your throat, and that's how they're going to grind out games and then have their suffocating defense. But they don't even have a rush rush offense right now. They're just nothing. It seems completely disorganized. And their opponents, they're not even – it's not like they're playing, like, juggernauts. They played South Dakota State and now Iowa State. I mean, Iowa State's a step up, but they're not – <laughs> they're not Alabama. Yeah. And historically, Iowa usually always wins that game. Uh, yeah, they usually, had. Even if they win ugly, they usually always still win. Yeah, but that was. That they was... had a, at home in Kinnick, and they still blew it. It's insane. Yeah, it was uh, their first, uh, the Cyclones' first win since 2014. So, yeah, the Iowa had, had dominated that series as of late. Um, they're just not a good team. Their defense uh, does everything in their power, and the offense can't do anything. I mean, they had, yeah, they had 92 total yards, three turnovers. <laughs> I mean, you can't even, you don't, what are you going to do with that? The defense has to, defense can't win everything. Like last week, they scored four points on safeties, but you can't rely on them to get a, you know, a pick six or a fumble recovery for a touchdown or, you know, 
every week. You just you have right. to score points, and they're not doing it through two games. And, they have 316 yards, and uh, was that seven? And they had three ten points last. Yeah, it's just yeah, something's got to change in Iowa, and I, I it's gonna have to happen quick if you want to talk about coaching changes. I, I would say you probably have that happen more. It would there's more likely of it happening in Wisconsin than it is Iowa. I think Ference is not going anywhere, but right. I don't and they know. don't really have uh, like a, a young up and comer that's um, on the verge of leaving, so they don't really have the pressure there. But uh, yeah, with Petrus, you'd think they could run some plays to at least get them some easy passes, but. 12 of 26 is not going to cut it. And I don't think there is an easy enough pass for that guy. No. I mean, does he start next week? That's the other thing. Are you really going to trot him back out there or give Alex Padilla a shot? I, you'd have, I mean, something's got to uh, change. So I would imagine Padilla's got to get a chance to see what he can do at least. Yeah, they got another home game against Nevada. Mm-hmm. Who lost they- to... Uh, uh, incarnate word on Saturday. <laughs> so, uh, you then know. they go to Rutgers. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, then it's Michigan at home. But so you have those two games that you could kind of baptize a new quarterback, but I just don't think they will. I think Ference is too high on himself and he thinks that, you know, he doesn't need a quarterback that they'll figure it out. But I don't see him changing. But they don't even have a run game right now. So if you don't have either one, the passing game's not there, the run game's not there. You like, I just think they have to go with Padilla. It he just been, seems too old school to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I get that. Being a Penn State fan, I know about that for years. What <laughs> what the offense was, you know, under under the Paterno system, but. Uh, I, I, something's got to give because they're going to const- they're going to keep on losing. I mean, now you got to, yeah, we talk about oh Nevada Rutgers, Rutgers is two and zero right now. We could talk about them, you know, when we get to the power rankings. But their schedule lines up where they could be three and zero, looking like they beat Iowa. They could be four and zero. I mean, Rutgers maybe is better than what we thought in uh, beginning of the year. Um, so yeah. I, I just think they need to do a change now before they get into the into the meat of the the Big Ten schedule. Yeah, if they were my call, I would make the change, but I don't think they will. Uh, lots of lots of problems with Iowa. Um, but speaking of lots of problems, Nebraska and Georgia got Southern. Rid of one problem. Yeah, yeah, they did. So the cause of that was losing to Georgia Southern, forty-five to tw- uh, forty-two, and uh, for once. Their offense actually got it done. It was it was the defense that let them down. The defense had been pretty solid for them and had been improving in Scott Frost's tenure, uh, but now it just it just you know couldn't get it done against Georgia Southern and yeah it turned into a big shootout and uh, the defense gave up 642 yards of offense. <laughs> I mean that's that's pretty that's really bad. Um, Nebraska's never going to win a shootout, but that's pretty terrible. Yeah. Oof. And and then, I mean, they pulled the trigger on Scott. We don't have to talk more about the game. They lost uh, Georgia Southern. Um, 
not that good, but enough to beat Nebraska. And it was a good day, not just for them. The, the whole Sun Belt uh, was <laughs> – real quick side note. So Georgia Southern beat Nebraska, and Appalachian State went into College Station and beat Texas A&M, upset number six team in the country. And then uh, Marshall went in the South Bend and beat Notre Dame. So good day for the Sun Belt. Yeah. Um, but – yeah, uh, Scott Frost situation. They decided to pull the trigger on him this afternoon. Um, finally, probably merciful, mercifully letting him go. Uh, they were 5-22 and in one-score games under Frost after last night. I, What do you think? I mean, we kind of already hit with that with the, the Jim Leonard thing, but you think it was finally time to go, or should they have waited until October 1st to try to let that buyout <laughs> drop? Um. They should probably fire whoever offered him that contract. But beyond <laughs> that, I don't I mean it's clearly time, but it's just whether they wanted to save I guess the Nebraska taxpayers a few dollars, but either way, he his time was done. Yeah. He, so he probably should have been done after year three. I mean he got yeah. and then he got a fourth year and then another <laughs> to start out a fifth year. I mean, it's clear now that now that he's been fired, that he had to go three and zero in those first games to keep his job, and it it didn't happen. I mean, and it wasn't yeah. just it's not just that they want they won a game; they were struggling with North Dakota. There has been like no improvement over these three games. Like it's just it's a disaster, and he's clearly lost he lost control of the team. Um, they just I saw it last night. I was watching the end of that game and. They, um, he was just shaking his head on the sideline because it's like, here we go again, the same things over and over. Yeah, he, yeah, I think he lost the locker good. room. No, they never did. They never they've looked never, good. In his whole tenure there, they've never really looked good. No. Like when I see Nebraska come up on our schedule, I chalk that away every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although they've had, they've actually had luck against Penn State, but they, since they joined the conference, but, Penn State uh, doesn't play him obviously as often as Wisconsin does, um, but yeah, it was it was time. It, he got a lot of more rope than he probably should have been granted. Most coaches would for have been sure. gone, and I think it's because of the ties to the program. He won a, He was a quarterback for a national championship team, but clearly wasn't working out. Uh, must be nice though to get fifteen million dollars to get the hell out of here. Oh, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, get out of here and stay away. Go become an assistant for Nick Saban and rehab your career. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. I'm curious on who they will bring in. But I don't think uh, no matter who they bring in, Nebraska isn't ever going to be what it was under Tom Osborne. It's never going to go back to that. Yeah, I, it's – it's tough. I mean, they should they should have kept Bo Pelini. I mean, he was winning nine. He was averaging nine games. I mean, how much more can they? That was good. And eventually, maybe he would have had a breakthrough year where he would would have won double digits. But they didn't even give him a shot. Mm-hmm. He he didn't have. He had. Well, I think he was there seven years, seven seasons, and they had eight. They didn't finish any lower than eight and four. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't even say that about Chris. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, they didn't know what they had. I mean, they, I think back then they must have been thinking, look, this is not good enough for Nebraska football. But then they've fallen even further down. It's, yeah, it's a disaster in Lincoln. They're going to have to, I don't, I think they need to reset expectations. They need to completely say, hey, the 90s, 80s, 90s, done. We're not, we're not that team anymore. Not that program anymore. Uh, We need to go get, an assistant maybe from a lower level, you know, a group of five team and somebody that wants to prove themselves and try to come here and win. we're going to give them the time to try to put it in their system. Um, but it's going to take time. It, we can't go get a big splash hire. Cause remember when Frost was hired, it was like, Hey, look at this. We're going to win right away. We're this is mm-hmm. Scott Frost. Look what he did at UCF. Yeah. Well, it didn't translate. He didn't know how to win in the big 10. Um, they're going to have to, I mean, I like the idea of maybe getting somebody, an assistant from the Big Ten, but I also like the idea of getting an up-and-comer, somebody that wants to prove themselves. Yeah, so it looks like they had to pay Pelini $8 million and his buyout to walk away. So between that and $15 million for Fress, it's $23 million just down the drain for nothing. Yeah. So it's wild. It's going to be it's going to be a long time before they're good again. And and by good again, I mean eight, nine wins. It's going to take some time to rebuild this program. Mm-hmm. They promoted the uh, wide receiver coach, Mickey Joseph, uh, to the to interim head coach. So we'll see. He's got a, you know, a long season. See if he can win a couple games, see if they can salvage something out of it. But, I have my doubts, but maybe the players will respond better to the, now that they don't have this albatross of it. Will they fire Scott Frost on their, you know? Yeah. And they, they did pay Mike Riley 6.2 million to leave. Yep. Yeah. So what? 30, 30 plus million dollars in three, <laughs> three ex coaches. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, We'll talk a little yeah. bit more about Frost probably when we get yeah. to the power rankings. But yeah, his 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 tenure is done in Lincoln. It's finally over. He's the first one to get the axe, and it probably should have been last year at least. He shouldn't even got a fifth year. They should have already had that restart, but it is what yeah. it is. It's done now. Yeah, we can move on to uh, one of the nails in the coffin here, Northwestern. <laughs> yeah. Northwestern was the uh, was a was a win in the a week zero, but then they had a bye week and they came back and lost to Duke, thirty one twenty three. They dug themselves a big hole. They were down twenty one nothing early into the second quarter. Uh, they just didn't couldn't. It's hard to come back from that. You know they had three turnovers. Uh, Especially had, a Northwestern team that's not really passing. Yeah. Yeah, they also didn't have much of a running game either. They had uh, less than 100 yards on the ground. Um, but then again, when you're that far behind, you're you know you're passing more just to try to get caught up. Um, but they had their chance. They they fumbled on the goal line near the end. That which you know a touchdown there and a two point conversion, they would have tied it up. So, uh, but it, Blue Devils are are probably in the bottom half of the ACC. Uh, but they seem to have Northwestern's number. They've won the last four matchups with them, and they've all been in mm. the last 10 to 15 years. They they play fairly often. 
Um, yeah, I think bowl eligibility will be a good like mark to shoot for for Northwestern. Yeah. Uh, Northwestern's schedule, I'm bringing it up right now. They have Southern Illinois. They should bounce back from that. They have Miami of Ohio. Probably, yeah, they, well, they have four straight home games to start. Well, no, they had that game in Ireland. Never mind. So three, these three straight home games, they should be, bounce back in the next couple of weeks. But then they go to Penn State. Then they got Wisconsin back-to-back. Those would be tough games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, bowl eligibility. But they got Maryland and Iowa after that. And so we, who knows? Yeah, got, going to Kinnick, anything can happen, especially if they have a different quarterback by then. Yeah. Ohio State, and then going to Minneapolis. Yeah, I don't know. Bowl eligibility is about their uh, ceiling. Probably, yeah. With Fitzgerald is is another one of those coaches that's not going to get fired there. I mean he he has he he has such a history there, and the differences between with him and Scott Frost, he actually has won at Northwestern. You know, they have won a couple bowl games. He's won the West a couple times. I uh, can't get over that hump, but I think he's played Ohio State in both of those championship games, so that's a, that's always going to be a challenge. But yeah, he he's not going to be going anywhere, um, even if he has a subpar season. But if they, you know, last year they were at the bottom of the conference, well, I think bottom of the West. I think Indiana was uh, worse than them uh, record wise. But Northwestern, if they do bounce back and get to a bowl bowl game, I think that's that's pretty good for them. Yeah, and they're not really, I guess, I mean, Nebraska's not really a marquee program, but they have a lot more uh, pull than Northwestern, a lot more history. So they can get bigger coaching names. You'd never get a bigger coach in there at Northwestern anyway, so there's no point in even discussing it. <laughs> yeah, Fitzgerald's coached there as long as he wants to be. All right, so this week's wins and losses uh mostly losses on the Big 10 West it's kind of shaking things up uh in th- this week's power rankings except at the bottom we're going to start with Nebraska if there was a spot 15 i'd probably put them there but there's yeah. only there's only 14 teams right now uh but yeah we've what more can we say about Scott Frost got fired Nebraska's just in complete disarray i don't know how they're going to be able to get out of this hole We'll see what comes in the next couple weeks. With realignment going on, uh, we should probably be looking to trade Nebraska for one of those Sun Belt teams. <laughs> yeah, right. I, maybe we should maybe uh, maybe we should have regulation, right? In like soccer, like so. Oh, yeah. uh, Georgia, Georgia, Georgia Southern moves up. I'd take that. <laughs> Did I say regulation? What is it called? I'm sorry, I'm not a soccer fan. Relegation. Relegation. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. I won't cut that out. I'll show my inexperience <laughs> in soccer. It's yeah. terrible. That would be great. That's actually a great idea if they move to a kind of like early in the big conferences or really in the playoffs. And then the other ones just play their own little sport off to the side. That would be awesome to have a relegation type <laughs> system. It would never happen. The money's not right. No, no. But. But Nebraska deserves it if there was. Yeah, Nebraska. I mean, <laughs> send them to FCS and they still wouldn't win a championship. <laughs> Ooh, that's that's harsh. They wouldn't be able to compete in the FCS. <laughs> they might compete. They're not gonna win though. Uh, they're not gonna win. Yeah, I mean, probably throw them up against North Dakota and they'd lose. Yeah. 
All right. Well, next I have uh, Northwestern at 13. They moved down three spots, which I thought was a little harsh, uh, but I gave Rutgers and Indiana a little boost because they, you know, they've won two straight games. So I bumped, you know, I bumped Northwestern down. Maybe they were a little bit too high to start. Maybe they shouldn't have started as, as high as they did. So now, what do you think? 13? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's not, you can't put them above teams that haven't lost yet. Yeah. Yeah. So that, like I said, I have Indiana at 12. Rutgers at 11. Indiana struggled uh, with Idaho. They were down 10 nothing at halftime. Uh, I don't know if it was a hangover from last week's big win. I, I think that game was delayed due to some, you know, um, storms in the area. So maybe that had, sometimes that kind of throws off a, a, a team's game. Uh, they just didn't come out, right? But in the second half, they scored on five consecutive drives, they scored touchdowns. So they kind of took control of the game in the second half and yeah. won, won handily after that. So, and I think, although being FCS, uh, Idaho is probably slightly better than people thought. It looks like they uh, only lost by a touchdown to Washington State, who just beat the Badgers. So, yeah, they're not terrible. So, they've, they've hung in there the last couple of weeks with, with, uh, fbs uh power five teams so yeah um maybe they're yeah they're not so bad and then uh Rutgers, i put ahead of them they have uh you know what can you say about beating wagner 66 to 7 i mean yeah they won and that good for Rutgers. but kind of as i was saying earlier their schedule now lines up like they could make a little bit of a run because they have Temple this week. That will be a tougher game than Wagner, but they should win. I think they should win. Then they got Iowa, which is in complete mess right now. So if they put those wins under the belt, they, they're going 4 0 when they go into Columbus it, on October 1st. You're going to lose that game. But, oh, yeah. but to be 4 0, and then they got Nebraska after Nebraska and Indiana right after Ohio State. So they could. They, there's a possibility that Rutgers could be bowl eligible by the end of October, which would be pretty pretty amazing for them. Yeah. But uh, I mean, the rest of the way they got all the all the biggins. You know, they got Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State down the stretch, so that that'll be tough. But I mean, maybe Greg Shiana's putting together something. I mean, it's hard to say. Yeah, they beat Wagner, Boston College. You know they lost. They beat Boston College by a point the previous week, and then Boston College turns around and loses to Virginia Tech. Um, mm. And Tech's not that good, so no, they lost Old Dominion. So. Yeah, so so who knows? It's still early. It's still early, but Rutgers has the chance, and that's what I say. Don't be surprised if Rutgers is bowl eligible before the end of October. That's all yeah. I'm saying. It's a possibility. Yeah. Week three power rankings will probably be up to eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. If they put the couple more wins under the belt, and the way the Big Ten, the Big Ten West is going right now, yeah, yeah. the the Big Ten East hasn't lost a game yet. <laughs> uh, so yeah, number ten is Iowa. They moved down another three spots. I had pushed them down two last week, even in the, though they won. And then this week, I had to punish them a lot more because they just they're terrible. Their offense is terrible. Defense yeah. is real is pretty good. They're gonna. They're going to keep them in games, but if the offense can't score, 
they're going to keep on sliding down this power rankings list. Yeah, if you don't have 200 yards of total offense, you deserve to be in double-digit listings on the power rankings. For sure. Uh, Moving up to number nine, Burt, Illinois. They won. (laughs) They won. I mean, (laughs) they they avenged their loss to – they got blown out at at UVA in Charlottesville last year. So uh, avenging that loss is is pretty good for them. I actually expected – it to be a lot closer and I thought Virginia would probably win. So to win twenty four to three is fairly impressive. They're they're not as bad as I was making them out to be last week, I guess. Yeah. What the Illinois needs to clean up is their turnovers. I mean they had they've lost the ball. They put the ball on the ground three times. They threw an interception. Uh you need to need to clean that up. They're two and one. Uh they let that one against Indiana slip out of their hands last last week um so they could be three and oh right now but i think definitely one thing to work on is their turnover situation because that's going to bite them uh in the, as the big 10 schedule heats up uh yeah against any of the big teams you can't turn it over and still expect to win uh moving up is purdue to number eight uh they also had a big victory but it was against indiana state that got a shutout um another fcs team that you know, it's not that great. So, but they did what they had to do. You 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 just you crush teams like that. Don't let them in the game. So they had a bounce back when they could have they could have folded. You know, and that was a heartbreaker against Penn State to lose that in the last minute. Uh, the in in week one. Um, but then they you know so they came back out. They bounced back and uh, beat Indiana State. Um, by a lot, and then. Go ahead. Larry Bird's alma mater. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, and then Charlie Jones. I mean, he looks like a he's going to be competing for some awards this year. I mean, that kid, really good. He's already equaled the. He has twenty three receptions on the year, and he had that total for Iowa uh, last year. <laughs> so he's he's uh he's breaking out because Iowa's offense was terrible. Purdue's offense, uh, at least the passing offense, is yeah. a lot better. So Much he's, better situation for him. For sure. He's got he had uh against Indiana State, he had nine receptions, 133 yards, and three touchdowns. So he's good. Uh mm-hmm. and, and and he's gonna be a weapon for them as they move deeper into the Big Ten West or the Big Ten schedule. Uh another moving up, another team moving up is Maryland. Uh they beat Charlotte pretty handily on um Saturday, 5621. Uh their defense kind of struggled a little bit, but you know, not not anything against Charlotte. They're not, you know, Charlotte wasn't going to challenge a lot, but they just they gave up a little bit, little bit much. Um, but that's okay. They're uh, they won. They had a good game overall. I mean, on the road doesn't matter if they're playing, you know, a Big Ten team or you know, a, a, a um, a Group of Five team. I can't say much about them because I don't know about them right now because they haven't played anybody of significance yet. So it's hard to judge Maryland where they are. They're beating the teams that they need to beat. Tua's brother looked good at quarterback, but the guys were wide open. So it's like, you know, he only had four incompletions through for 391 yards. It's basically just practicing out there. Yeah. Hard to tell. 
they will have a tougher challenge this week against SMU. That will be their toughest uh, non-conference game. So we'll see how they play against uh, the Mustangs. Uh, dropping two spots this week, I have Wisconsin. Uh, they move out of the top five, probably for good reason. They they just didn't play well enough, as we mentioned, uh, to win that game. Their their offensive line uh, struggled. So yeah, I mean six is even a little generous uh, for how bad they looked. But they're not. Yes, but talent wise, they're better than Maryland and Purdue right now. I think. Yeah. So I think. I mean. They should, if they match up to either of those teams and play them next weekend, they should win those games. So, yeah, you're right. Well, we'll find out because they play both Purdue and Maryland. Uh, moving up into the top five, Minnesota. They also got a shutout. The Gophers had a good game. Um, I mean, but it's another FCS team. Oh, they didn't get a shutout. I was thinking there were two shutouts this week. Ah, Michigan State. Uh, Minnesota and uh, beat Western Illinois 62-10, another FCS team. Um, Minnesota might be the Big Ten West leader right now. What do you think? I mean, after two games. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's not really much competition for him over there right now. But uh, I would say I don't think Tanner Morgan looked great. He was all right. And uh, if Mo Ibrahim's back, that's a huge up for them. Yeah. Oh, he looks back. I mean, he had 130 yards and two touchdowns. He's in good shape. Um, Morgan was all right. He didn't throw any interceptions, so that's always a good thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, they haven't they haven't played anybody yet. Also, it's hard to judge. Uh, wait till they get a little bit tougher competition. They will get Colorado this week. Uh, Colorado's not the best of matchups. I mean, good matchup for Minnesota. I'm just saying it's not a to judge, but it's a step up in competition from Western Illinois. Um, but we'll find out how good Minnesota is once that Big Ten schedule hits. Because right after uh, Colorado, they have Michigan. They go on the road uh, to East Lansing to play Michigan State. So we'll find out. Yeah, they do have a they have a favorable schedule. Missing out on Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah what other? Unless Wisconsin really turns it around or Iowa somehow has a miracle on their offensive side. I think Minnesota's probably the favorite right now in the West. Just the way it looks. Yeah, still September. A lot of things yeah. can, can happen. Um, but let's get to the top four. Penn State moves up a spot. Uh, they're good victory over Ohio. Um, this is probably where they tap out unless they start losing. But they're probably going to... They're not going to crack into that top three right now as long as it holds where it's going to hold. And, um, you know, the top three looks like they've separated themselves. Michigan State looks really good. I know they just beat Akron, but I think they're a pretty good team. Um, they they got a shutout. Um, and I, 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 I think Sparty, Sparty's going to be, uh, uh, you know, contending in that Big Ten East. It wasn't sold on them. Before, I mean, not the Akron wins changing my mind, but yeah, they do seem to be pretty solid. Jalen I mean, Berger, three touchdowns. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, you probably could have used him in the Wisconsin <laughs> game, huh? Yeah. 
I mean, it's yeah, not to go too far into it, but yeah, uh, Chris's decision to go with Ches Malusi over Jalen Berger basically put a bad taste in Berger's mouth, and so it got him kicked off the team. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's I guess this is a redemption story in East Lansing. Yeah, so he'll probably go for two hundred against us. <laughs> yeah. Um, Peyton Thorne didn't have a very good game. He was uh, eighteen for twenty-eight, and he threw two interceptions, no touchdown passes. So they got clean. He's got to clean that up. Um, but you could do that against a team like Akron. Uh, yeah. He he will uh, if he you know cleans that up. They're gonna be they're gonna be contending in the Big Tennies. The rivalry with Michigan, they're always gonna get up for that game. So uh, we'll we'll see as they get closer, as they get into the Big Ten schedule, uh, how it goes. But they do get a they have to go out west this next week against Washington. So that that'll be an interesting one. Finally, the top two, uh, no changes there. Michigan at number two, uh, beat Hawaii handily. Uh, that was also a weather delayed game that started like an hour late, um, but no Hawaii was no match for the Wolverines. Fifty six ten was the final score there, and it looks like uh, JJ McCarthy will get into that a little bit, but he looks like the go to guy. Uh, he was uh, nearly perfect, eleven for twelve, two twenty nine, three touchdowns, no picks. Um, so yeah, Michigan's rolling right now, but their non-conference schedule again not very good. We'll find out how good Michigan really is. But every team has tune-up, tune-up games. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to question uh, Jim Harbaugh's ability to judge talent at the quarterback position. Like, it looks like night and day, and it's like, how could you not see that? Yeah, you're supposed to be a quarterback guru. And you couldn't even tell that one guy sucked and the other guy didn't. <laughs> wow. You mean Kay McNamara? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. He can't be looking like Joe Montana in practice either. He's playing games like this. Top spot goes to Ohio State. Again, uh, they didn't have the... They didn't have the trouble that they had against Notre Dame, but this was Arkansas State. And... Uh, they pretty much got the offense rolling on this one, 45 to 12. Um, Stroud was great. He put up those. He put up those Heisman numbers: 351, four touchdowns, no picks. Um, the running game got going. Uh, Ohio State's Ohio State. Buckeyes are the Buckeyes. I mean, until until they get into the meat of the Big Ten schedule, but. Even then, they're gonna be they're gonna be the uh, they're gonna be favored in every single one of these games until proven otherwise. Yeah. So that's power rankings. Uh, I think. What do you think, Corey? Did it pretty good, or any changes you would see? No, I think it's fair. Um, yeah, it's early yet, so Northwestern. I don't think we'll finish down there. There'll be some shuffling around, but uh, yeah, for week two, definitely solid rankings. All right. Sounds good. All right. We will get to our next segment. Uh, we're going to do a little stock up, stock down. So Corey and I will pick a team, a player, or a coach where their stock is up or their stock is down. So I, Corey, you go first. Uh, well, who's your stock up choice? So my stock-up choice is going to be Nick Singleton, running back for your boys, Penn State. I like that. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, like you said, they're kind of struggling to find that go-to workhorse back, and I think they found him. As long as they keep feeding him and he keeps producing, he's got a chance to be a big-time running back in the Big Ten. So I guess if I had to buy stock in someone, I'd buy in him right now. I like that pick. And there's been some comparisons to uh, Saquon Barkley, and I'm like, hmm, it's a little bit early, but yeah. I, I like the comparison. That's, uh, that's okay. I mean, it's – He's I mean, probably, even if he falls a little bit short, still going to be a really good running back. Yeah, I mean, he looks looks good. I think the comparison right now is everybody is like Barkley's freshman year. His second his second game in, he came out against Buffalo, and people started to know his name. So it's the same thing here. It's oh, Nick Singleton. Here's this kid, you know, freshman, so kind of in the same playing another MAC team and and having a little bit of a coming out party. So, uh, yeah, I like that pick. Um, my pick for stock up is JJ McCarthy. Uh, he, as I said, had a really good game against Hawaii. And then after the game, uh, Jim Harbaugh named him the starter for uh, their game against UConn next week. So he should have another good game there and should be solidified him as the starter. But as you said, should have been that, you know, coming out of camp. I mean, you yeah. can just see that he's more dynamic than, than K McNamara. He adds that threat to the running game. Uh, he's just an overall better in a better spot right now. So yeah, I'm actually pretty sad that it worked out like that for Harbaugh because he's kind of an idiot that he couldn't see it himself, <laughs> but he's able, the games were able to work out to where the no brainer choice was made for him. So he yeah. kind of got lucky there, but Michigan with the good quarterback is going to be a tough team to beat. Yeah. Yeah. I know McCarthy, uh, should do well, but we'll see how good he really is once that once that Big Ten schedule kicks in. But their schedule is favorable. We talked about it. They could roll and be eleven and zero when they go to Columbus at the end of the year. So, but too at early. At this point, I'm yeah. At this point, I'm just rooting for that because Badgers aren't going to be uh, making the playoffs or anything. So I'd love to see a, two undefeated teams like that showdown. I, I'm not rooting for that. <laughs> I, 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 we got that we got that mid-october meeting in ann arbor so i'm hoping yeah. that uh that we're we're ready to go for that game but uh yeah right now they look like the you know they're a good team and they're gonna be they're gonna be a tough out for everybody on their schedule and and with mccarthy under center they're gonna be they're gonna be a good team mm-hmm. all right so stock down who do you got for your pick I'm going with the Iowa quarterback, Spencer Petrus. Um, not sure you could find anyone to sell that stock to right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically worthless. And uh, yeah, you almost couldn't have looked worse. Yeah. No, he had, he's just been, he's been terrible. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, as as we said, they got it. His his stock. He might even be on this list going forward because he's going to probably get replaced. I mean, he should be replaced by by uh, backup Alex Padilla, at least to see what Padilla has. But yeah, Petrus is just he's struggling, and they it's almost like they have to start with the basics now, and that kind of goes into my pick. Uh, you know, um, I picked uh, offensive coordinator Brian Ferentz. I mean, he's what are you doing? There's no semblance to this offense. There's nothing. There's no. They don't have anything. There's there's yeah. no. Um, 
they Maybe. there's no run game there's no pass game there's no that and and their offensive line which we we talked about like their offensive lines in the past usually are pretty good but they're not getting the push the running backs aren't getting through there and, and and finding the holes they're just they're a complete mess right now and it comes down to him he needs to get a little bit more creative I'm not sure he has it in him i mean nepotism is rampant in the coaching ranks but this usually the kid can at least do something but this guy has just looked completely clueless on offense yeah, and, and then last year they got to a Big Ten championship game with a bad offense, and this year through two games they look even worse than that offense. I don't know how you could get worse than that. That last year's offense was not that good, and now they, they they're just even they're worse than that. So I I don't know. He's got to something's got to change. Kirk's not going to fire his son, so no. but he he's got to change something. Something's got to be done with that offense if they're going to have any semblance of pulling or trying to compete in the Big Ten West, which it's it's completely wide open still. It was wide open Dude. going into the season, but the way that it's looked so far, yeah, Minnesota looks like the top, but Iowa's still in it for sure. Yeah, they lost a non-conference game. There, there's plenty of time to get things corrected, they, but they got to do it now. Yeah, I don't know if pulling play calling duties would help or what, but yeah, they have to do something. Yeah. All right, that's our stock up, stock down. Uh, some good picks for this week. Uh, definitely not buying that uh, any Iowa stock. No, sell. Completely sell. Yeah, sell. <laughs> All it's right. probably too late. It's worthless now. Yeah, it's true. All right, so final segment. Uh, let's just do a quick uh, week three preview. The big game uh, down in Auburn, Penn State travels down to SEC country. What are you, what are your quick thoughts on that game? Um, it's a tough, it's a tough non-conference game. You usually don't see uh, big like Big Ten teams willing to go down there, but I don't know. I think Penn State can win. It's a winnable game. It's not the Auburn of old where. You know, they're up there with Alabama. So I think it's a winnable game. Yeah, I, I think it is. Uh, but SEC country, no matter who you're playing in, like it's Vanderbilt, you're, you you know, you're going to have – that's going to be a tough environment to go into. And Penn State, yeah. none of these guys, you know, and they're, they're playing a lot of young guys. You know, they're not used to that kind of um, – kind of uh, crowd noise or anything like that. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, Purdue was tough, but I think Auburn's going to bring it to a second level. Um, so it's going to be yeah. interesting. It's going Auburn to be interesting. hasn't looked hasn't looked like a, a eight point win over San Jose State. You know, I mean, yeah, it's a. I say it's a winnable game for Penn State, but it's not one where if they lost, you'd be like, "Well, how the hell did that happen?" Yeah, you know, I mean, no. it's it's acceptable to lose that game in Auburn on the road, but I think they can win it. Yeah, going. I mean, I actually in my season prediction that I wrote for Saturday Blitz, I predicted that I had Penn State nine and three, and I had them losing to Auburn, um, Ohio State, and Michigan. Um, so Auburn, it's not going to surprise me either way. I want to win it, be great, but. Uh, Auburn, you know, this is the back end of a home and home. Auburn came up the Happy Valley last year in the whiteout, and and uh, it was a good good game. And Penn State pulled that one out, twenty eight twenty. 
I think this will be another close one. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll we'll see how it comes down to. Tank Bigsby is a is a good running back, so they're gonna have to find a way to slow him down. I think if they can, then they can win this one. Uh, but he's going to they're gonna he's gonna get his carries, and, and Penn State's just gonna make sure have to make sure keep it keep him in check. Um, so they, yeah, that'll be a good game. That's a big one. Uh, your game, uh, Wisconsin. They got to bounce back uh, this week against New Mexico State. I would hope so. So New Mexico State has not won a game yet. 0-3. Yeah. Got blew out 38 nothing by Minnesota. Even lost to Nevada 23-12. So, I mean, if we lose this game, it's all over. But, <laughs> yeah, I think we'll win this game. Defense will step it up. Probably shut them up. Uh, Camp Randall, I would think. Um, maybe not put up quite as many points as Minnesota did. So I've seen something like Probably twenty-eight nothing, thirty-five nothing, somewhere around there. Okay. I want to know why Jerry Kill agreed to come to two Big Ten teams in the same season. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. I want to know why Jerry Kill is still working. Like, I, dude, right off into the sunset, retired. Like with your health, at least what's left of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I haven't heard much about his health. Maybe he's, but. I mean, seizures yeah. don't normally go away on their own, so he's got to be having, some, you know, maybe he's got a lot of medication. I don't want to speculate about the poor. Yeah, poor I was health, thinking the but... same thing. Like, uh, maybe he's got it under control with some new medication or something, which is yeah. possible. Who knows? But still, I mean, even back then, I don't know exactly how old he was, but he didn't look young, and he's even older now, and he's not hurting for money. So, I mean, you should just take your health, be with your family, and live your life. Got that There's no from- reason to come up here and get pounded on week after week. Yeah, he's got that football itch. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> or he All hates right. his family. <laughs> well, I, I hope for your sake they at least the Badgers bounce back this week. I think they will. They but should. The, the game in Columbus could get ugly. It could be. We'll we'll see. They gotta get they gotta get something going. They gotta correct some things before they go to Columbus. Yeah. All right, so another game next week, Oklahoma at Nebraska. That takes on a whole new uh, meaning now after uh, Scott Frost is firing. What do you think there? Uh, it's hard to call. I think it's a blowout, though. Probably. I assume Oklahoma's going to blow him up. He might. The team might play hard, you know, to kind of get the new coach kind of bounce. But I think Oklahoma's too good. Nebraska's just not good enough no matter who's coaching them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Nebraska did go down to Norman last year and play a tough game and kept it close. But, yeah, different year. Yeah, a lot of turmoil. It's tough to keep the teams heading in at that point. Yeah, but maybe they'll show up and play for the new guy. Who knows? Yeah, that's always a possibility. But if I were to be betting on it or something, I think Oklahoma wins big. Yeah. Probably they were um, top ten team. Uh, I'm just curious. I I I will definitely be watching that game because I just want to see how Nebraska responds after what has happened. You know, so yeah. be be interesting. And then another game, uh, a good crossover, Big Ten, Pac-12 crossover. Michigan State goes to Washington. Um, Sparty should win this game. Uh, they look to have the better team, but it will be a challenge to go on the road. That that stadium up at Husky Husky Stadium isn't 
isn't an easy place to play. Uh, Washington is pretty bad, though. Yeah, but they're two and zero, I think, right now. So, but who, let's see who who they played. They are two and zero. Yeah, they did Kent, beat Kent okay. State and Portland State. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, we don't know how good they yeah, are. This this will be judge. a test. This will be a test for both both teams. But yeah, Michigan State should go out in there and win. But you know, it it it, it pops out just because it's a you know a, a, a power five versus power five. So I, I mm. it, it should be an interesting matchup. These two haven't actually. I looked it up. They haven't played since the Aloha Bowl back in the nineteen ninety seven. So it's been a bit. Um, yeah. So should we say Michigan State probably by fourteen, seventeen points somewhere around there? Sounds reasonable. I I I'd probably say about the same. Fourteen to twenty. I two or three touchdowns probably. Yeah. Is is, is yeah. where where it will actually land. So, but. Good slate overall. I'm I'm a little bit nervous for that Auburn game, um, but should be fun either way. I, I like the I like when the Big Ten meets the SEC. So. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that's our show for the week. So next week we'll be talking about these week three games plus anything else that happens. So uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks, Corey, for uh, joining me. Yeah. Thank you. All See right. you later. Yep. Take it easy, guys. See you next week.